Welcome to the So You Want to Get Fat podcast. I'm your host, Chef Brian Sow, not your typical chef. And today with me, as always, is my wonderful ball of French buttery goodness. Merry Christmas, everyone! <laughs> you! You <laughs> asshole! I specifically asked him not to mention the holidays to date this episode. And we have our guests, my dear friends, fellow Brooklynites. Lauren and Sai, the consuming couple, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, we're happy to be here. The pressure's been taken off by him mentioning Christmas yeah. now, so. Yeah. <laughs> now we can't mess up. <laughs> asshole, I hate you so much. All right, we are filming this around Christmas time. Probably by the time it comes out, it'll be well into January, and everyone in the comments is going to be like, oh, you guys film way ahead, but whatever, whatever. I'm just happy to have you guys yeah, on. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, we just had an epic lunch probably oh, yeah. one of the heaviest lunches pretty much one can have. <laughs> it was a big lunch but i'm glad we got it in yes 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 and we got desserts and uh espresso cafe yeah cafe oh, and, for a french beer. <laughs> and, a, and a french beer yeah. cheers <laughs> all right so okay well I wanted to bring on the consuming couple, my buddies Lauren and Sai, because, well, you guys do a very different part of food social media. You guys focus more on short form content. We focus more on long form content, but some like, we've had so many epic dinners and lunches together. For sure. Where we just talk content <laughs> and the creative aspect of it, so. Definitely a lot more to, uh, to to come on the podcast, but really quick, just uh, let everyone know. I know I gave a little introduction already, but let the let the people know a little bit more about what you guys do. The quick the well, quick rundown is we focus on global food mainly within New York, but now we start to travel as well. We got originally got big on Instagram and uh, well, really TikTok, TikTok first. And yeah, TikTok I yeah. guess first, and it was eating around the world without leaving New York City during the pandemic, getting people to try different cuisines, different foods, and amazing what you can find in the outer boroughs. Yeah. And, and that kind of started for us. Originally, we had a food truck. So back in England, and uh, we did yep. buffalo wings, like so New York American, style wings. Yeah, classic American um, grub. It started because we were at a festival, uh, Glastonbury Festival. That's, that's New York. That's, <laughs> that's New York, York radiators, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And... Hungover, obviously. Yeah. And I really, my my go-to hangover food has always been buffalo wings or fried chicken. I mean, a lot of people want I everybody's. I think I opened the heater rather than close it. Oh, you it. close it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Righty tighty, lefty loosey. Oh, you did open it. Yeah. Whoops. Wait, lefty nope. loose? Yeah, okay. Righty tighty, so you're closing it, going right. Righty tighty. Oh, that's what I did do. Righty tighty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's usurping the last, like, the breath in it. That's what's oh, happening. Oh, okay. That was a big word for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> vocabulary ain't very good. You know, I did grow up in the East, so. Uh, I'm sorry, so Buffalo Wings. So, yes, we're at Glastonbury. We're hungover. All I want is that crispy skin on the buff buttery buffalo sauce. That's all I want. We searched the whole festival, literally could not find either of these things. And so that's when we decided we're gonna we're gonna bring this food to people. Because also the British don't really understand what buffalo sauce is. They literally had people asking us, does is this have buffalo in it? <laughs> so yeah. You, they either had no idea what it was 
what it is or they had it in the States and we're like, oh my God, you do buffalo wings? Like it was a very- Then we had like a niche crowd that yeah. would come to us and be like, I need proper wings. I need New York style wings, well, how niche did you get? Did you make your own sauce or did you, which, which we sauce We use Frank's you, as a base. You, 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 you don't need Obviously. to mess around with Frank's. <laughs> Frank's <laughs> hot sauce. Yeah. And you then don't. you just we doctor would, it up. Sponsor us. Sponsor us, please. Yeah. 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 yeah, we we did make the barbecue sauce and like honey mustard because that's not, you know, it's pretty yeah. simple. But, but you don't did you have to bring ranch? Did friends? you have to bring ranch? I made blue cheese dip. We made blue cheese dip, homemade blue cheese dip. With stilted, uh, so very. Uh, blue cheese, well. Yeah, cre like creamy, not not too in your well, face, just, but with a stilton. Well, sour cream, blue cheese, salt. A little bit of Worcester sauce. That's it. Mm -hmm. What's the really? sauce as well? You do what's the sauce? I'm mm -hmm. sorry, really quick. The red lights are on your cameras, right? Yes. yes. Okay, good. No, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm kind of smashed right now. So I'm just, I can't remember if I did or not. No, yeah, yeah, red lights are on recording. So, so. Awesome. Well, really quick, before we go on with the rest of the podcast, there are some things I wanted to cover today, if you guys don't mind. And yeah, yeah, yeah. feel free to chime in if you like. But uh, what, what happened? Oh, overflowed. It's all right, buddy. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Okay, well, Frenchie, uh, you know, the podcast that came out today was- We put out a podcast today? Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, yes. should I watch it? Or is it too sure. late? Sure, yeah. Never okay. mind, it's, yeah, don't worry. it's too never late. Never too late. <laughs> uh, no, the podcast that came out today is called Frenchy Lies because you're not really all French. We found out your My Heritage results, which you are 29% Italian. Is it 29 or 39? Uh, I don't know. Just a lot of Italian. Just a lot of Italian, yeah. Um, but on that episode, we talked about how on the main channel where we do Pro Chef Reacts, the male to female ratio is 90-10, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I mentioned how much the ladies love you. Well, we got more comments oh, talking no. about how much wait, they wait. love you. Before we get into this, yeah. good or bad? Oh, good. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're saying the ladies love you. The so. ladies love Frenchie. And there is a point I'm going to bring after we go over these comments because Cyrene351 says, French female viewer here. I absolutely love your duo. I'm glad that Frenchie is now the co-host. Can you read that, please? C'est un vrai plaisir de vous écouter. J'attends les vidéos avec impatience. And what does that mean? Um, I have great pleasure listening to you and I wait your videos with impatience. Oh, that's very nice. And she said, by the way, I noticed an accent when Frenchie speaks French. Which area are you from? We did cover that. But yes, yeah, the south of France. So I have, when I don't have my American accent, when I speak French, and I, when I, like two weeks in, when I'm in, I'm in France, I have a deep rooted French Southern accent. South, Southern French Southern accent. French accent, yes. Uh, I We roll our R's a lot. Okay, all right. On so roule les airs. The Pyrenees. The Pyrenees. The Pyrenees. A lot of R's in the word in that word too. Uh, all right, well, po uh, Positivity Vibes says, as a proud member of the 10% Women Club, can we have member jackets? Yes! <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. But these videos always put a smile on my face. You two are irreplaceable. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. That's very sweet. Very sweet comment. And you said 90%? Uh, it's 90% male, 10% <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, here's another one. RJH Little. I'm part of the 10% ladies audience. I must say, we love, love Frenchie. You two wor just work together, mesh well, and love the back and forth banter. The sense of humor Frenchie has makes me rewatch some of the older videos. Watching Paul laughing hard at those at that horse 
video still makes me laugh. Love you guys. Remember that horse video? We're doing a one with this. Yes, yes, yes. But I love that. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Here's another comment. I'm a woman. I love you both. And I hate lip fillers. Yeah. In that video, we talked about lip fillers. Okay. And how much yeah. you hated it. Yes. I hate li lip fillers. Uh, let's see. Kimberly C2967 says, don't ever undersell yourself, Brian. Frenchie may be the, shall we say, amuse-bouche of the show, but Ooh. you're the whole Thanksgiving dinner. Oh. Looking forward to visiting hey, your hey. shop. Ooh. Hey, well, there's one for me. All right. There's one for you. Yeah, I needed a little ego boost every now and then. Uh, star pa parody, uh, whatever. I'm too drunk right now. Oh, I'm part of a special 10% club. You see, the ladies are liking being part of this club and okay, I, how much of this is it? Don't forget, we have guests. Today. Yes, I know, I know. I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Audrey Welsh 4569 says, I, for one, am proud to be a part of the 10% women's club here on SYWGF. I love Frenchie and I love you too, Brian. Well, I wanted to, I didn't want to bring all this up because I wanted to stroke our egos. I wanted to bring this up because I looked at the latest stats on our channel, Frenchie, on the SYWGF podcast channel. On our main channel, it's 9010, but okay. guess what? But guess what? 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 On this channel, it is an 18% club. 18% female audience. On which on which channel? On the on this channel, on the, the SYWGF podcast. podcast oh. channel. Yeah, yeah. This thing? This podcast. On this, on this yeah. So which one were we talking about before? On the main channel. What's the main channel? Pro Chef Reacts. How is that the main channel? Because that's the channel where everyone was introduced to you. Oh. Yes. Again, I'm confused. Doesn't matter. All right, just know. Now, so my numbers are growing. Your numbers are growing. I'm yes. changing your demographic. You're changing the demographic, indeed, indeed. Okay. And then real quick, Le Ravage had a special guest recently. You do have the occasional celebrity walk through the door and... Mm -hmm. Well, we had this guy, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland, and you're wearing your mission hoodie. I am. Yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Representing. You're representing. Thank ha you. What so do you do for me at your place? Where's Le Rivage mentioned that mission sandwich? Do you sandwich? know how many times a fan will come to my shop and say, "I love you and Frenchie," and I'm literally on the phone <laughs> with you? Or, and I'm thanking you in advance for not putting me on the phone. <laughs> yes, yes. Like I'll be like, I'll be to the fan, like, I'm sorry, I'm on the phone right now. And then I'll hang up and they'll be like, that was Frenchie, by the way. And they'll be like, what? No way. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, he, he's actually, uh, we're the same age approximately. So I grew up like with his career. Yeah. But um, the close relationship there is that my father was a huge fan of his father. Mm -hmm. So I introduced his son to my dad and that's how we were able to watch a lot of the same mm. movies and things like that. So their their family business was in line with our family, family business. business. Oh, that's so nice it was story. great. I like that. But can we explain why, Jordan, can you zoom on the this smile. face right here? Yeah, the lack of smile. Like you look like you have to take a shit. Oh, is this where this is going? <laughs> Why are you taking a good thing and ruining it? Uh, no, that wasn't the intention. That wasn't the intention. Okay. I was probably giving Gigi direction on how to take the picture and getting, <laughs> getting, and annoyed. getting annoyed. All right, everyone, real quick. Uh, as of this Sunday from filming this video, by the time this video comes out, the uh, Get Fat merch has officially closed for pre-order. So I want to thank all of you for ordering. Uh, it was a knockout hit. We did the coffee mug. Mm -hmm. did the t-shirt and- Do I have a coffee mug yet? Nope. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. 
You can have mine. I don't want yours. Yours is used. But doesn't that make it better? No. Oh, all right. Makes okay. it filthy. <laughs> HPV. Yeah, yeah. And every other disease under the sun. Oh, actually. And right before we move on to the main part of our podcast, not ignoring our wonderful guest today, I just wanted to say uh, fans consistently go to both of our restaurants. But one fan in particular today said T-Ball is the man super nice last time I was in Le Ravage. That's going to... That's going to go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So we yes. got to make sure. Because he gets the brunt of, he gets the good and all the bad. You yeah. Know? And he's my buffer. Yeah. So like all the bad that I used to get, he kind of absorbs for Absorbs you. for me. Yeah. So he's going to like that. He's calling it LR too. So he's already, he's not just calling it Le Ravage. Like we already got an abbreviation for it. Mm. So that's nice. He's a fan. Uh, I always like to react to a few clips on the podcast to warm us up a little bit. This, uh, I thought this was particularly fun. Let's check this out. Oh, I have a Debbie Downer to this already. Hey, Safi, can you wake up, Daddy? Wake up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he. Safi, how do you feel about Daddy? Lazy. Bitch, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Open to Daddy. Oh, Safi hurt my leg. Ah, uh, Savvy, help. Don't What's be he? a baby, bitch. <laughs> 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 Is that daddy? Is daddy home? Oh my goodness, daddy's home. Hi. Savvy, daddy's home. Hi. Why is she walking away from you? <laughs> You're late, bitch. <laughs> so, so, in the same line with that, there's a dog that's sure she's been teaching her the dog language and French Poodle, which are technically the smartest yeah. dog breed. I have a French Poodle. Yeah. No, that's not a French Poodle. Yeah, it's a toy no, French, French Poodle. No, a toy French Poodle is yeah. not a French Poodle. Okay, okay. French Poodle are big. Big, yeah. And they're mean. Yeah. But they're super intelligent and slowly progressing learning language. But this dog learns so much language that they feel that the dog is too self-aware and is now depressed. Oh. And they put the, they had to put the dog on medication. What? The, yes. Because it became too self-aware. Thanks for fucking it up, Frenchie. All right. But I got another clip for us to cheer us up. Oops. You guys know you can wear diapers whenever you want, nope, like even nope, as an adult. Nope, like no one nope. can stop you. You can wear them under your clothes. They're oh discreet. Nobody will. No, <laughs> no, no. I agree too much, too much. No, <laughs> you love you love poopy humor. No, not adult no. poopy humor. Babies, because I, I have a baby in line with I babies. Do know, I do know. I do have a friend who wears a diaper when he goes to see Iron Maiden. Oh my yeah. gosh! Just so that he doesn't miss any. Doesn't have show. to leave the front. Yeah. He doesn't like, have to leave the front. He always gets like out. front row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I respect that. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Did you know that it would take you about 22.7 years to eat at every restaurant in New York City? That's good for them. Yes. We we'll go. be here a while. Yes. <laughs> yes. So how much have you been into this so far? I mean, we've been here four years now, well, since Laura moved back from England. And we've we've gotten a good way. I'd say I reckon we've done what, twelve hundred posts on Instagram. We did a few hundred before. So we, I reckon we're pushing a thousand, a thousand places. Now. We don't rush it. The, I don't like what, to rush 10, it though. Restaurants yeah. in New York. I don't really. 
want to have I'm not just going to them to knock them off a list or anything yeah. we kind of just also when, okay. we say, when I say restaurants too I mean <laughs> places so it could be like a street car it could be a cocktail bar that doesn't have food but so the easier question would be how often you eat at home on a week in a week speaking of eat I'm gonna have some up, of that up, peach up melba. down it's, it's up and down I think oh it's melting we try and film content a decent amount within a few days and then have days at home where we just edit and and figure it out like that so yeah i feel like probably 50 percent. but oh. it's like oh. it will oh. maybe it'll be takeout it's yeah. not like i'm cooking every day or half day. yeah but that takeout is not work sometimes oh right, so you don't make content out of it no. we don't we don't make content out of it and then if not when we're at home we try and eat super healthy because okay there's no way else you can stay in any sort of shape. Right, right. Especially unless like, you eat super healthy. What are you talking home. about? Round is a shape? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. To come back to the beginning of the podcast, introducing you guys, you guys tackle a very different style of content, very different from what we do. We occasionally feature a restaurant on our content, but I mean, this is your thing. This is what you guys do. You know, how did it start? And you know, was it a natural progression or, just, or was it literally, let's cover restaurants on our Instagram? Like, And my only added question to that, because it's it's how I do everything. Are you guys having fun doing it? Yeah, we're loving it. So originally we started by having the food truck and then it, we had that for four years. And from there in the off season, we mainly did festivals so it was like april to october was was where we earned all our money and then we do some christmas and, and little events and odd jobs like i would work yeah. at the local pub in the winter and that was kind of a fun to keep us side to of keep it. us going and then um in the in the winter we'd often be sharing about other things we're trying and and then towards the the fourth year we actually just started about sharing the traders the next to us because one day there'd be a thai guy the next the next day there'd be malaysian food the next day there'd be french food and we were sharing but that. with the food truck you're actually on the scene right. yeah yeah yeah. so yeah. you're there so we're getting the behind the scenes as much as you can because we had our food truck the next next person had a pop-up and because you have that link you have a little inside link with them and then you know they like we would we would extend professional courtesy if i had the food truck next to you i was like yeah come in well it's yeah, like yeah. earlier at lunch you're like i don't need to eat every single of these one of these items because i've had them a million times so everyone just wanted to literally trade lunch and that's yeah. kind of how it and that's what happens when we go to the, <laughs> when we do the food festivals i like yeah the like, food swaps are the best like everybody wants to oh i'll give you the, that it was so fun yeah that is the they, they want chicken they want yeah. chicken wings we want laxa you know yeah. it's, it's, that, it's that, a camaraderie that's, yeah camaraderie so you guys started with a food truck i'm assuming you guys were doing content for exactly. your food truck yeah very little to be honest but this was nine years ago when we started it yeah um so social media then wasn't as much of a relevant thing it kind right. of was still just photos it was really only instagram and then at, like tiktok didn't exist yet or TikTok maybe it was exist, musically so yeah we started posting the photos of the other traders and then eventually decided we're going to move back to new york uh closed the business and changed our food truck account so it used to be lola's wings that's my nickname and then a, that account became consuming couple in about 20 Wait, 18? what happened to the food truck? The food truck, it was, it was like 2018. We were either, so we were living in Devon, like in, in so in a place called Croy Bay, like my, my hometown. And then we're traveling to all these events and we're doing some in the hometown because it's like, it's kind of like a Montauk, like very touristy in summer and then really quiet in winter. And we were like, we even need to move to Bristol or London and do markets all year. And 
potentially open a restaurant. But the plan was always to move back to New York. And we're like, why are we going to do that? Why don't we just skip this middle, middle step? So we just decided we were going to move to New York and then figure it out from there. I couldn't work for the first few months. So I was just doing like bits on the side. Yeah, I had a few restaurant jobs when we got here. Um, for and buying, then we, and for then we were being the breadwinner. Yeah. Yeah. But, who, but what happened to the food truck? The food truck we, yeah, we, we, we sold the truck, but yeah. not as the business. No, because the amount of money you could get more, we didn't want someone else to have the brand. You of never it know. We might was... do a Lola's Wings pop up in New York someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about it. It's been a while now. Yeah. Well, so what I want to get at is your evolution from a food truck to now the dirty word food influencer, right? But. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that you guys never envisioned that for yourselves. It was like a progression or was it, right? You were covering other food and it just yeah. was fun. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, pretty much. That was the- it, it came out of really us having a few, like realizing that social media was important to bring people to our food truck because we're often at different places, different events. And then we would get someone, like we did a regular street food event in Cardiff in, in Wales. And we had someone come eat our wings without knowing. She posted about it. The next festival we did there, we had the biggest line. Yeah. And we were like, what is going on? And then we saw the post and we were like, oh, wow. And then we, so we realized there was something in this. And, you know, as kind of both things happened at the same time, we realized that we were posting about other people's stuff and we thought, well, why don't we give this a go while we're, you know, thinking about what we're going to open in New York right. or, or what we're going to do. And I don't know, it just kind of kicked off a little bit. Didn't and it, it? it did take a while for us to really find our footing in New York because moving countries is, it costs a lot of money. He couldn't work. Like, so there was a middle period where we weren't really sure, but we were still posting and uh, it really, I guess, kicked off in 2020 when we, couldn't we didn't have jobs at all <laughs> and we were just living with my mom i think we were just posting even started on tiktok from our archives we were posting like pictures on tiktok and just saying these are our, like desserts we like or we did even though people couldn't eat really in new york at that stage right. they wanted to see five places you had been to right. um and then we did a few at home ones we did yeah. We did uh, we did our wings recipe and just like whacked it on. Yeah. And we were cooking off the little burner on the side of the barbecue with a pan yeah. and like trying to get that oil as hot as possible. We to made butterbeer one day. We filmed us making butterbeer because it was like a British, no yeah, like just yeah. ran we were doing random shit basically. And so what is the inflection? The inflection point mm -hmm. sounds like the pandemic because it was yeah. the same way for me and my YouTube, yeah, you know, a lot my of YouTube people. channel. But what was the point where you guys came where you realize rather, oh, like I can make a living off of this. When we started eating around the world without leaving New York City, when we moved back to our apartment, I guess like four or five months after the the start of it, and we just went, all right, we're gonna try this. We'd had this series idea for a while. We were living in Jackson Heights, Elmhurst, like right on the border there. We knew there were so many different cuisines in New York. So we thought, this is actually what we want to do. We love yeah. trying all these places. Why don't we see how many countries we can get to? In the, in the middle point, we were kind of following the trends when mm -hmm. we didn't know how to progress it. You know, posting more the food porn style, which there are so many people who do that really well. Mm -hmm. But that's not the type of food we want to eat every day. Right. So it was. It didn't feel like exciting. We were kind of like, well, why? Why are we actually doing this? Yeah. And then his idea. He'd had that idea since we, since we moved back, and we're like, well, this is the perfect time to do it because we can just 
do this every day. Yeah. We have no people jobs. People wanted to travel <laughs> as well and they couldn't travel. So they're kind of living vicariously by going to a restaurant or right. getting that takeout food and experiencing that. And I think the people liked people liked how it was a bit, you know, off the cuff. We would eat on the back of my car. Oh, the quality was so bad. The quality when it we was, first started was, was horrendous. Yeah, but would you say that <clears throat> the attraction and uniqueness is you two? That's unique uniqueness. It's not so much the content, but how much you guys are, how you're presenting it. Hopefully. Right? I think about people interested in trying different things. I think we really got them to step outside of their comfort zone and have, and be like, okay, today we're gonna go for Bhutanese food. And you know, it started with Thai and you know, Italian and, and we moved from there. I think people, we're interested in trying new things yeah. and our side of it of actually having a restaurant background that we can give a bit more of an insight other than this is really buttery and it's oh my iconic and this and delicious right. and right, i think right. that helped having that aspect to share as well and um so to 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 go back to my original point though did you guys ever see yourself doing this i can't yeah like it definitely was a progression i yeah. We wanted to be in the food media or the food space, but we didn't really know what that looked like as a full-time income. Did you even think it was gonna be something you can make an income? I mean, did we? At, I really at, don't. At a stage there was. Right. It wasn't at yeah. the start for sure. Right. We were like, we just enjoy doing this. Yeah. So why don't we give this a go and right. see what happens? Uh, and I also, ha I do have a uh, like a travel blog mm -hmm. website. And Ch Ch come on, plug it, plug it now. NYTanywhere.com. The 10%, you can go on. <laughs> yeah. I share a lot that. of New York State, uh, like boutique hotels and different getaways you can do. So I already had that going, knowing I'm making money on it. So I knew there was something like whether it was, we started a food blog or something else. I knew that you could make money because right. I was, I had a blog, you know, making some income, not crazy <clears throat> amounts, but a little bit of affiliate yeah. here and there. My dad, so I grew up on a hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad used to be a chef actually. So he oh, he worked in Claridge's, was a commie chef and did a few chefing jobs and then moved into like the other side of hospitality and opened hotels. So we moved down to where I grew up when I was one. Yeah. And we lived, we had a house, but it was like right on the, on the property, resort, right, on right. the property. Um, so I grew up there since I was one until I moved out. And you know, I did like breakfast jobs there. Mm -hmm. I worked behind the bar. And then eventually like I started doing some marketing for them. When we had the food truck, right. we did four days a week. I, Lauren ran it full time. I did four to five days a week on that. And then two to three days a week for my dad um, in marketing. So I was realizing that we were inviting content creators, bloggers, down and that was being, making a massive difference to the yeah. business. So we kind of had a bit of that side too. Like Lauren was doing it. I was having a marketing role. Plus we yeah. were in the food side. Yeah. So there was a, okay, we know this works, but it I wasn't think like, we I want to yeah, be there was influencer, A way that know? we knew that you could Wait, make are you money still like helping this, out but... your dad? Not anymore, no, oh. no, 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 Well, he's retired He retired, he retired oh, now. okay. Yeah. All good. <laughs> so All good. Okay. He's retired, he's retired. Yeah, it worked out so. nicely. Well, one of the things I really wanted to bring up is, and I keep, saying this evolution, right? You you never guessed you would be here today. I'm, I'm sure you would have never imagined you're getting like, quote unquote, paid to eat out or, you know, like yeah. document this part of your life. Just like I never imagined Frenchie and I would be doing a podcast. Like I never imagined yeah. we'd be doing YouTube. For lack of a better term, there are many people who envy us, right? They envy <coughs> well, this is what I'm getting at. They envy us. Frenchie and I as being business owners, restaurant owners. Oh, you must make a ton my of money. My dad used to always say, I don't wish 
a restaurant business on my worst enemy. Yeah, yeah. My dad always said to us as kids, he was like, get out of this business if you can, only do it if you really love it. So yeah. I have a lot of kids and the number one rule is nobody's doing this. Yeah. Really? This is it. Nobody's wow. doing So get your career in line because this is nothing that you can fall back on. I will destroy it before you fall back on it. <laughs> yeah. the, the grass is always greener on the other always, side. Right? Right? And then, always, right? Always, always. And for you guys as, again, food influencers and stuff like that, covering content, you guys got it kicked off during the pandemic at a low, right? And it evolved into this thing. And what I really try to drive into everything I do on social media is that like, my career is built on the bricks of my failures. You know, like it, it, like I've, and also what you said, your dad always used to say, like, I've forgotten more than you'll ever remember. I right? like yeah. the quote in your bio. It's like, um, what is it? I'm not smart. I just failed a lot. You know, it's just a lot of people. Wait, his, what? Bio? Uh, in, what? in my Instagram, it says, I'm not smart. I just failed a lot. I remembered it because it's yeah. like a, it's a. Do I have something like that? No, you need something like that. You should put, you should put Marcel's quote. It's rememberable. You know? Yeah. You know, um, Where do you put that? in the bio of your Instagram page. I'll, I'll help you out later, baby. Don't, I got you. Do you I know what you. a bio is or? <laughs> a bi biography, right? Yeah. Of, of your Instagram page. Yeah, there's yeah. a section. Just like where, where that goes. Where under there. handle, you just have like a little blurb. Handle? <laughs> <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll take care of this later. I got you, I got you buddy. Don't worry, I got you back. Okay, can I, I just wanna make a point before yeah. I forget about it. But if you think about all this technology and the social media, this is this is a business that you really doesn't that will not translate. If you're the star of the show, it doesn't translate to, to a business that you can give to your children or anything. No. It's it's unique to you. Yeah. It's kind of like being an actor or an artist. Yeah. You know, you can't really, you know, maybe you can do um There's some influence there. Yeah. The... You can bring in somebody yeah. and then maybe I think it could lead to other things that you could mm -hmm. you know be but it doesn't translate as a family or something that's durable for yeah. That's two true. generations. It's not tangible. Yeah. It's not a tangible thing. But also what I keep bringing up is like, people forget how much you have to suffer for your success, right? Like how much you have to just put in all this work. It's it's all the work that people don't see on camera. Yeah, but that's how it tastes sweet after. Well, exactly. That's my point. You don't realize how sweet something is until you've that. had the sour. Oh, wow. They just came up overnight. Not even saying that about us, but right. ab about a lo lot of other bigger. And I even catch myself <clears throat> doing that. Oh, my God. Like, where did this person come from? You know, but, but that's but not always true. But I'll even grant this to people who are overnight successes is you don't know what their past was. Right. What did they experience? All, you don't know the detriment that they've experienced to create the reason why yeah. they became a success overnight. Because maybe it took, you know, being Trying miserable. Well, how miserable. long did you guys have your food truck before you started your, uh, you know? We had, we had the food truck four years and it was an amazing learning experience yeah. for us. One from a naivety side, we started with organic free range chicken wings, which we kept throughout the whole the whole thing. But then, you know, we we just did wings at the start. Then we added a fried chicken sandwich because people didn't like bones. I didn't realize other people didn't like eating bones. <laughs> you know, you know, and yeah, European, French people <laughs> yeah. like chicken wings are like what? No, yeah, like, French people is so a hard four, sell. Four years for the four food years. truck alone. Yeah, right. four years. First year we did, we just took any event we could get. We had no reputation. So we just said yes to whatever and tried to figure it out. Some of them were horrendous. And then, then on the other spectrum, we did the NFL in London. And we did out, outside of that where it's very cool. NFL. 
it's just this like football thing. They call it football, but it's not real football. It's like American, like American football. Wait, <laughs> yeah, they, they got okay. You know they do. You let's know take it slow. Games. Let's take it slow. Let's back up. You know they do NFL Rewind. games in London at Wembley. Wait, what? Yeah, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, they play. They play. They play like four NFL games a year in Europe. They're doing three in London right now. I think they did one in Germany this year. Oh, uh, so we did. We had the wing track outside of that, and it was so. The, so does that now make it? Legitimately classable as worldwide champions. Yeah, they're trying. Potentially. They're definitely trying. Yeah, yeah. Because now they're in England. The US and Europe. And then, yeah. <laughs> Four years for the food truck. And then you guys came back to New York and in 2020 is when you kicked it off. So yep. four years plus since 2020, we're almost in 2024. So let's yeah. safely say about eight years. Yeah. You got your journey. In the food world. Yeah, yeah. in the food world. An eight year <laughs> journey. And I would say, from my perspective, you guys are at the top of your game right now. Eight years for them to be at the top of their game. 40 years for him to make me do all the work for him on the podcast. 20 years for myself. Like, So why would you say I was at the top of my game then? You've been on the top of your game. Okay, but how long did it take to get there? You? When did you start in the restaurant? In this restaurant? In this restaurant or any restaurant. But I assume it'd be here first. Um, 1982. I was born in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck to you. <laughs> no, listen, you've been well established. And I bring this up on the podcast all the time. You are much more established than me. Frenchie's always been like my go-to guy for advice and all this. He's always been big brother to me. And like even me wanting to try to move my family to Jersey. Don't tell my wife. Um, you know, even that, like, you know, trying thinking of expanding into Jersey for the mission brand. We'll see if that happens. But um, you know, I always used you, and not to stroke your ego because it doesn't fucking need it, but I've always <laughs> <laughs> I've always used Frenchie as like my marker of like, okay, you know, this is this is where I wanna go towards and stuff like that. But, but, how, but how do you measure the gap? I don't really measure the gap. It's just like, uh, I almost use you as a roadmap. I, I, I'm not concerned like, you know, I have asked you, oh, by what? Remember actually a few months ago, I was like, what age were you when you felt like I have my flow? Like I know what I'm doing now. Like I feel confident. Oh, I remember. Remember and, that? And I remember my answer. Yeah. And and you were younger than me because I told him, I told Frenchie, I was like, man, I feel like I'm in my flow. Like I feel like I know what I'm doing. I'm not necessarily where I want to be, but I'm very confident in my decision making now. And I'm almost 40, and you were in your early 30s, I think your answer was. What was my answer? No, not the age, but like, how did I know that I was, you, I, ha you I had a good him. thing. You, you tell him, you tell him. When you start paying your fucking bills. <laughs> <laughs> on time? Yeah, yeah on time, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I pay my bills on time now. So, um, and I'm almost, I'm almost 40. So for all these people who are like 20 something year, years old and like, oh, you know, you're seeing all this shit on social media. I wish I was that successful. Like, no, it's all smoke and mirrors. It took you guys eight years to be where you're at. And I'm pretty sure this isn't your ceiling either, right? Like what other aspirations no. do you guys have? We um, just started YouTube, which yeah. we'll be asking you lots and lots of things about. <laughs> maybe not you. Maybe. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went there. Maybe not you. <laughs> I told you you'd like these guys. <laughs> you know what? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's a few things past, past here. We're still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And this year was one of those years of kind of our first year of the food truck, just figure it out. We had the the 
couple of years of growth on Instagram, hit a level now where we're comfortable and we're earning good money off it. And now we're figuring out what is next. And we don't always want to be in front of the camera or personality or influencer. And we've always said that we try to be insiders, not influencers, that it did start from us having a food truck, that we try and go behind the scenes and get in the kitchen and get a different look and a different perspective. So I think down the line, we want to have a platform, but be able to put other people on. And yeah. one of the Which things we do Which is why we, right we now, just started um, the second account. Yeah. Yeah, called Eating With Experts. Mm -hmm. So you've well, done that yes. with us already. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> They've featured um, me numerous times. Yeah. Well, we just but started I, that, so. But I see what you mean about them. Like, we can we can grow with them. Like, well, this is like a, like a relationship well, that we can yeah, grow with. So here's another thing is what I love about our relationship is we're so collaborative. Right, like we, everything's on the table, right? Um, and we don't hold back. And I mean, this is not to say about every relationship with influencers and content creators and stuff like that, because we've certainly shared things about YouTube content creators who are pieces of shit, and um, you know, well, copyright strike and stuff like that. But as far as like everyone at this table, it's very collaborative. And I really wanted you guys on because I really wanted to capture it on the cameras for for people to see like, listen, high tide raises all ships, right? And there's so much fucking like anger and hate and this and that right now. It's just- There's a lot of jealousy and- Jealousy, it. yes, that's another word. There's all this jealousy, there's all this FOMO. It's like, no guys, it's not necessarily about FOMO because you guys, you know, it's this isn't the end for you. This isn't the end for me. There's, there's I'm, like- I'm under, and this has always worked for me, is whatever you put out, yeah comes back to you right so the more you put out the more good you put out the more like that's why like when you oh this is me saying this so it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of weird but like it's a sappy but it's like it it really is true like you get more out of giving right than, than right. getting and and that goes back to like we were talking about experience and then come to think of it like like I, as much as this is new to me mm -hmm. and this is a new concept this yeah. all of this but like, look how many years that people have tried to put me on TV. Right. And I wanted to be myself and it never worked out because I wanted to be myself. I had so, ma so many TV pilots and yeah. shows fail because I just wanted to be me. Right. And there's always it, an agenda. And it never person. worked yeah. out. I got canceled before. I have. I can't tell you how many pilots are sitting on a shelf on in Hollywood right. that that are never gonna happen. Right. And this is finally, you know, I come on your show. Yeah, and you're just unfiltered you. And I just, I get to be me yeah. and it works. So this is the first time right. that I get to be me and that it, and right. it's successful. So, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to shit on you right now, okay? But you're on the older side, right? And you are coming at this point now, like it took you this long to get here. You guys even said like, you want to evolve. And what I'm trying to like convey right now, the point I'm getting at, bringing up your age and where you guys want to go and even this channel is that number one, it's never too late, but number two, no one got it fucking figured out. No one has it figured out at any age. Like you can be confident in your decisions. You can be confident in who you are and what you output, but it's like this constant evolution. And like, I can't tell you how many times you see content and all these sad stories about people not knowing what they want to do and feeling like they're behind in life. It's like, no, like Frenchie's still learning. He's still growing, you know, like you guys are still like- I'm growing I'm sideways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like 
I just want people to really understand the evolution never stops. Yeah. You know, and uh, in many ways, that's like the beauty in life, right? So anyway, that's uh, that's the point I really wanted to drive in particularly. I'm thinking of the last time I got fired from a, a TV show. And well, do tell. <laughs> I literally got fired or was put on a plane back the same day. <laughs> really? Wait, wait, tell more. What happened? It was, you it don't have was, to give specifics about like what the show is. I can't is. Get, spe get, yeah. get specific because there's an NDA, but it, I there, there was a scene, we were filming a scene, and they wanted me to talk into a... <laughs> you told me this. I told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, they don't know the story. Yeah. So it was a reality show, and... <laughs> but they had... But they wanted me to open up... Uh, a chest where there was going to be meat inside, but they put a camera in the chest, looking up at me opening up the chest, and I'm and and they were like, "How is this reality? How is there a TV in the chest?" And I'm opening up a chest, and it's and there's no meat in there. And there's no there? meat in there. And I'm, like, oh. I'm pretend. So now I'm pretending. So how is this reality? It's like yeah, yeah, but go with it. It's like, but I know I can't. I, I can't. I can't. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing real. And. And I insist, and they were like, ah, oh, back and forth and back and forth. And then they had me sitting on and waiting and waiting and waiting. It's like, um, we're done. And I was fired. <laughs> the same day. Yeah. And this, and we had shot already. Just like, for the meat, the meat box? Well, because I couldn't, I couldn't, I was being difficult. You couldn't I, get past. And they were like, oh, he's, this guy's not gonna, it's not gonna work out. You're on someone else's schedule, someone else's vision. You're... Well, it's a reality show. So it didn't make sense <laughs> yeah, to me yeah, yeah. that I was yeah, talking no, no, to no, an empty chest. Reality, reality. Yeah. So and it, yeah, but I wasn't self-aware yet. Mm. I didn't understand this. I was like, oh, it is a reality. You just it's as is. We tape it. We cut. We move on. No, it's planned out. As you know, reality shows came out of the fact that they were they didn't want to pay writers, so they saved money though. So they made money from reality shows because it was economically profitable, and then but. But still, the producers and are giving direction. So there is a script, technically, right? So, but I was like, oh, yeah, but I wasn't on board with that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. But they try, but that they can't admit to that. It's gotta be, you need to be on board without them acknowledging that it's that you're on board. Yeah. And I just couldn't get on board. No. <laughs> so bring it back to you guys. What are some of the trends or are there some trends you'd like to see die a horrible death? <laughs> um, or is there something you're excited about? Let us know from your perspective because people know our perspective okay. already. I mean, to be honest, part of the reason we're moving to long form videos because we're just over the same, this is so amazing, you have to go here, hidden gem. Like everyone says the same shit because they're trying to capture attention in a 30 second video and they tell you basically nothing about what the actual experience. And I'm, I mean, that's this is even us. We feel like we can't actually tell the full story. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for us, we're just moving over to that type of of content to be able to give a more clear picture and a, a full story instead of just attention grabbing. Right. Whatever the trend is people gravitate towards that. When we first came into it, it was more reviewing right. and doing a restaurant review and going to the restaurant and giving your opinion on it. But most of those people were getting the food for free, so the review wasn't a legit right. review right. anyway. But now it's what we tried to do when we first came into it, which was more storytelling. Right. And at that stage, we weren't doing a great job, but now we do a much better job of it. And now everyone's trying to tell a story, but it just feels like people were 
trying to tell a story for virality and for likes and being like, oh my God, this like sob story in a way and they made this amazing thing and that's nice, but it doesn't feel like the people making those videos actually care or actually know right. about the food. Right. They're just making a video and I, I... I mean, there are definitely some people we, we are like, oh, they're doing a great job at that, but definitely not everyone feels like they're doing it for an authentic reason. So, um, what do you call that? The algorithm is working off popularity and not content. Well, always. The algorithm will always focus on what's popular. Are you that I said that line? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed, buddy. I'm impressed. Um, and then uh, what are you guys excited for, though? Is there anything you guys have seen that um, maybe is pushing the boundaries a little bit or... Or maybe not, I don't know. You guys I, I think now it started with the street interview stuff that was, was going crazy on Instagram. And what that probably was the encouragement for us to start asking chefs where they eat on their night off and asking bartenders Which I stuff. love that series. I've been featured <laughs> yeah. on a couple times. Yeah. Yours did really well as well, so. <laughs> yeah, but that's like, a, yeah, but you can get an honest answer because we actually have places we want to yeah. yeah. go to. And that where has the situation arise that where we're going to mention it? Right. Exactly. True. And just because I think there's like restaurants now that are new, if they have the money, they're going to get a PR team and they're going to invite influencers in. That's just how it works. But then your feed is just the same. Like everyone is just doing the same thing. Right. If you accept all those free right. meals, what about, yeah, what about the chefs who actually have been in the industry for 40 years? They actually know New York City restaurants and what is good. They know the level of cooking and all of that. The younger people who were just out, how the fuck do they know? Yeah. Oh, I'm allowed to curse here. <laughs> yes. How the fuck do they know anything? Yeah. They, don't. they don't. About yeah. the food. Right. When you literally, you are still a child. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I want to make mention that uh, Lauren and Cy don't do paid restaurant reviews. When they came to Mission, I didn't even fucking know they were there, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, but we became friends and they featured me on their segments of where chefs like to go eat. Um, but you know, they're not the type of people to go to a place, let me get a free meal and then I'll feature you on our Instagram. Like, you guys pay the shit out of pocket. Yeah, so our, our policy is always to go in the first time and just pay for pay for the food and then we'll come back and make a video after if we, if we liked it. Wait a second, um, that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. That needs to be like the criteria, the bait, the- Well, I would, <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that's Should. the golden standard and I've spoken- Nobody on. else is gonna admit to that. It's, it's difficult, right? Because I've also worked on the other side and you as a restaurant owner, it, it makes sense to have people in and people yeah. do a very good job of, of making videos. Yeah, but just say it openly, but then just say yeah. it openly. If it's not in line with what your what your rule is, okay, this is out of, out of bounds of our rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's okay. That I have no problem with. But um, you know, Mission has utilized every spectrum. We have paid influencers to come in, and Wait, then we have. We had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, we did. It's no, on the what, episode what, what that I'm came out today, buddy. That people shouldn't. <laughs> I think it's okay for people to have. I thought we had this conversation in the, while I was in the car. That yeah. Too. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I, I think it's okay for, as a restaurant owner, to invite people to come and eat in for free. Like that's fine. That's just not how we do it. And if you're giving, if you're if you're trying to say I give genuine recommendations all the time, Wait, you just need to be open and transparent. Mm -hmm. We go in first time everywhere and pay ourselves, and then we'll come back and reach out and film, and then get better shots and stuff and stuff like that. And we and we obviously we mentioned a bit about you and 
the only way we don't do that is if we it's a chef recommendation but instead still we've all we paid for all of those Sorry. Other than, other than, uh, <laughs> wait a second. Is there a list that restaurants go to and, and invite these people? No, not necessarily. No, at least that's not how I, I did it. I Just, mean, if you have a PR team, but some, I mean, that's how so like what, we so get the a lot PR of PR team reaches out to those people. So we'll, we get invites we, weekly, I mean, if not daily, from PR teams who are hired by restaurants for all sorts of PR. So it could be we could eat out influencer. every single day, every single day for the year. I thought that it was actual the content. Pe- people making the content that we're asking the it's restaurants. Both. It's sometimes, both. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. yeah. But usually the so smaller- wait a second. The smaller, so wait a second, but, but the PR, are they getting paid on both ends? The, the PR is getting paid by the restaurant. Yeah, by the restaurant. Oh. And the PR is just kind of aggregating influencers to come in. Occasionally they'll pay an influencer, the PR will pay an influencer, but generally, the restaurant just has money for PR and they pay the PR agency yeah. and then PR agency just does gets influencers to go in for a free meal. That's how Lori Vaj has no PR. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I mean, I think you're at the level, like you don't need it. Yeah. I mean, cause you're an old school established place. I would say it's- Multi-generation. Yeah, multi-generation. Like it's the new- That I've created myself alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in, in some ways this podcast and I'm the- P- I'm the PR. Yeah, this is- Actually, yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. PR. Is, Actually, you're the, yeah. the PR now. Yeah, I am the fucking PR. You know how many times people come to this restaurant? They're like, I came here because of the podcast. Is Frenchie here? And Tebow will be like, Frenchie's not here, but I have Brian, and they'll be like, wait, Brian? Why is, why is Brian at Frenchie's restaurant? And I go down, I take the photo and everything like that. And like, Meanwhile, I'm on the top floor. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, again, Tebow will not even attempt to get reach yes, out to me. Yes. No, one, no one will bother Paul on Paul's time. Yes, 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 yes. Well, guys, this was an absolute blast. I told you this would be fun. It was great. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it? And, uh, that's it, dude. Wow, it's it feels been, quick. I thought, I thought we were ready to get it's started. Been, it's been an hour. It's been okay. an hour, unless we want to cover anything else. I don't know. Is there something you want to cover? Well, how much you? time do they have? <laughs> it's 4.47. Oh, we're early. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. give it more time. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. Did you make up a topic? <laughs> All right. I have some clothes. We're in good company. Then. All right. We are in good company. I told you you would like them. Cheers. Boy, girl, boy, girl. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a friendly You guys have clearly seen a lot of restaurants come and go. You guys have clearly seen a lot of uh, food trends as far as, um, as far as, uh, short form content goes. So I've prepared some mm-hmm. clips. Oh my uh, God, he's ready. Yeah, I'm always ready, baby. Uh, oh, I like her. Yes. So there are goods, there's good stuff, and then there's stuff for the sake of visual uh. insanity, <laughs> and then there's uh, bad stuff. And I prepared one of that. No, she's not alone. No, no, no. This is, this is an example. Good. This is an example. I like her. Of good content. A couple years ago, I became obsessed with the idea of making the perfect hamburger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She got the cuts right. She got the cuts right. Onions, okay. She's not, wait, she's not making the French onion soup burger, is she? <laughs> Dude. Well, yeah, uh, well, fuck. First off, her technique is down. She, down. It's good. she, she got a uh, short rib. She got skirt over there. And that's it. And that's it. No, yeah, you already got this in her house though. This little like meat process. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's got the grinder, but she put, after she cut it, she put it back in the fridge. Yes. Yes. She's- You can actually even put it in the freezer. Yeah, 100%. Oh shit, well she's 
Yeah. She's told you. She's closing up on my game yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. I told you. Okay. I curate these, buddy. Okay. Watch. No, no. Watch. Keep watching. She's making my Mornay sauce. Dude, she made her own prop. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why American cheese is cheese. It's just, it's not cheese. It's a cheese sauce. Yeah. That's been solidified. It's been dehydrated. It's a dehydrated cheese sauce. sauce yeah. And that's why it melts so amazing. So for all those haters, like American cheese is bro, not bro, cheese. Bro, 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 bro. Watch this. Watch this. Oh. Oh. Look, look, look at that crust on perfect. there. Perfect. Perfect. Right? Fucking perfect. What's her name? Oh. Olivia Teed. Oh. So not quite. Okay, not so it's quite not my the, burger. Yeah, it's not your burger. And I just wanted to scare you. Okay. I knew you'd <laughs> get scared. Yeah, I was going to get scared a little bit. But that is an awesome fucking that, burger. That, well, that's also an example of awesome content. Yes. You know? yeah. And then this, to me, is an example. This is a reaction content on uh, on this guy's. It's uh, Bear Doe Weirdo. Oh. All right. Beardo, beard, yeah, beardo, weirdo, oh. beardo, weirdo, beardo, weirdo. Okay, uh, he is reacting to, and this is what I consider content for the sake of visual shock, almost right. Are you cutting circles out of a pizza? We better be saving the end. We're <gasps> oh yeah, we're putting burgers on that shit. Woo -hoo 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 yeah. Okay, sorry. I get excited for burgers and pizza. We put that shit together. I'm <laughs> excited. Just a little. I'm sorry. I'm so. I'm not sorry. Oh, they put the lid on right. Yeah. Mm. I love burger pizza. Hell yeah. Danger food. So is he being serious that he likes the burger pizza or? Well, he he's he's reacting to it. Okay. It's oh, it's a burger. It's a pizza. It's a burger pizza. You know. <laughs> to be fair, like it looks it looks fine. It looks quite nice. No, it doesn't it doesn't look doesn't look horrendous. They're yeah. not trying to be. Listen, like, would I get excited about it? No. Would I eat it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, yeah, again, this is a very visual type of content, you know? I like his beard, Beardo. I like Beardo's beard. And then there's I'm stuff working on like it. this. Oh, no. Look at that. This was just about half oh my God. of a Velveeta cheese. We're just going to take shredded hash browns and gently sprinkle those <laughs> in there. And then we just have a sweet white onion. We're just gonna take about half of those at first. We'll see how many we can fit. And then you're just gonna take olive oil. This is extra virgin, but okay, you can use whatever unsubscribe. kind you want. <laughs> and then you're gonna take- Oh, speaking of which, speaking of which, Frenchie, do you know how much of our audience is not subscribed? Well, like how many views you get, how many of those people yeah, aren't subscribed? Yeah, we can see on the analytics that Many of you, many of you are not subscribed. Frenchie, can you please. I, it doesn't compute. Why are they not? Well, can you please tell them to subscribe? Subscribe now to the suite. Breadcrumbs. Right. This gets worse. Give your turkey a good sprinkle. And then you're just going to take the rest of that leftover Velveeta cheese and just cover it as much as you can with whatever you got left. Do you we see, this, these, these are the minutes degrees. of my life I don't get back. That that he does to me. I don't, I don't get this time. I think this is like <laughs> intentionally. <laughs> okay, first of all, okay. I want to show you all that right there is separated fat from the Velveeta. Yeah. And mm. they definitely were cooking it at some point. They're like, oh shit, the Velveeta's burning. Let's pour a little more on top <laughs> for visual effect. There is nothing redeeming about this. No. This is just, this is what I mean by content for the sake yeah, of yeah, shock yeah. value. Yeah, that's why the digital space of restaurants and recipes 
are interesting because okay with a restaurant if we say something about it you can go try for yourself right. and create an opinion you could recreate the recipe that someone's cooking but if you don't do it exact same it's not and we touched on what this, they made like, on, on a pr sense like they know that everything is visual so all the pictures are based on visual so i can see the food it lo- oh, colors yeah. it contrasts it looks pretty but i know for a fact i'm gonna eat that and it's gonna taste like shit. yeah yeah, or it just doesn't but, work. But the visual looks great. Yeah. Like you and I know that's going to taste oh, like shit. When it, when it yeah, was that's visually, just, it was, shit too. It was yeah. all about oversaturation and just bit, bringing the brightest right. colors out, and it didn't make any sense. When or, you, or, or showmanship, there's like there's showmanship. Oh, like, salt we're, we're guilty oh, of a few che- cheese pulls. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, cheese pulls are always kind of okay. epic. But yeah, I mean, it, it, that's that's another visual thing for sure. Yeah, you know? I want to end on something very strong because Frenchie and I have strong opinions about what a chef is, because I think in today's social media age, everybody calls himself a fucking chef. Well, guess what? You're not a fucking chef. I'm a chef. He's a chef. They're not chefs, but they're cool. <laughs> but not everybody is a fucking we chef. We never tried to call ourselves yeah. chefs as well. And, and one reason we didn't do the recipe, <laughs> one reason we didn't do recipes is because we know People can truly do recipes properly. And if you're trying to do it on the internet too much, you're just pumping stuff out that makes no sense. And we had a food truck, we have that background, we've worked in hospitality, but never have we tried to be like, we're cooks or chefs. We had a food truck. I stood in front of a deep fat fryer and cooked chicken wings for 14 hours a day. And that's what I was good at. Like I maybe be like, I was a cook for a tiny, tiny minute, but I'd never be like, there's nothing wrong with being a cook. But why complicate your bio (laughs) (laughs) with the word chef so this guy really breaks down that mustache alone this guy really breaks down what a chef between a chef and a cook a chef is a general somebody that commands the kitchen a cook is somebody that produces all the food is the difference between a, a sailor and the captain of the ship the have i not used these exact words with you know his job the chef is there to make sure that his job is done right not everybody is a chef that's a big mistake that we made everybody that is in the kitchen oh i'm a chef i can hear these kids i mean uh, 20 year old they never tasted food before they come out of uh, eating tacos and burgers and they want to come in the kitchen and cook real food you're not a fucking chef get out of my face somebody that doesn't lose his cool when something goes wrong cooks always lose their shit as soon as they get a special order they're like oh my god <laughs> okay if there is a problem something is needs to be fixed or organized then the chef should be yes. there not to lose his cool but to organize and get it done problems arise and the fucking general has to has to assert the situation yeah. and fucking not to say that you and i haven't lost our shit a few times here and there it's what does that have to do course. with being no you could lose your shit you can lose your shit but in fact point. in that kitchen you're the only one who can lose their shit yeah and fucking curse and lose yeah. their shit everybody's got to be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh we spoke about the ten thousand hours you know for you to really master a skill mm, you have to put yeah, in a minimum just, yeah. of ten thousand hours and one point that i brought up was that the ten thousand hours you stated that the 10,000 hours is for you to have the a, the command over something where you can make it your own. What I added to that on the 10,000 hours is the repetition. You make this dish when it's humid outside, when it's dry outside, when you got the wrong size produce, when you burn something, you know how to recover because you've repeated the same fucking thing so many times, you know how to juggle the variables. That 
is what makes a chef. So all those people who cook content, this the fast content and can make a recipe to the tea in the comfort of their own home, that's all fine and dandy. But to me, you are not a chef until you have fucking 200 covers in the dining room and uh, the cook dropped all the sauce for the day and you have to fucking figure out, you know, he had a pot of sauce and dropped it or something or it got burnt. How do you recover from that, right? How do you keep everyone fucking cool and figure out how we're gonna get through service because 10 orders were already made for that dish? Genius under duress. Yeah, not to say we're geniuses, we, we're fucking morons, don't listen to us. Well, compared to you, I'm a genius. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I can take the abuse, guys. Don't you worry. That was, I think that was the first abusive thing you've done all day. Though. <laughs> like, I've li listened to some of the other podcasts and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think we tend to be a little bit more kind to each other when we have guests. Right. No, we're definitely much more fucking brutal off camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. But also, I'm not a little bitch, so you can fucking talk shit to me all you want. I, whatever, man. Like, listen, can't you can't have thin skin in the kitchen. Then I will judge my success by the day I make you cry. How many times have you tried to piss me off and I, I didn't even notice? There are times where he'll like tap on something, like like for like a good 10 minutes, and I'll just like, just not. And, and then he'll start to get annoyed that, that I'm not annoyed. That's the worst. Yeah. And you wound yourself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I know how to handle Frenchie. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you can make, make me cry. Do you know why? Do you know why? And I'm going to end it with this. Because you love me. Yes. Because I love you, buddy. And I love you guys too. Thank you so Thanks much for, having us yeah, on, it was for good. coming it was really on fun. the podcast. This is our very first podcast. Did you notice uh, how nobody said it back? Yeah, for <laughs> once, for fucking once, because I'm always the one throwing I love yous and I have to dig it out of him. Anyway, with that said, I love you guys very much. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Before we go, look into the camera and tell people where they can find, who you are and where they can find you. You tell them, Laura. Uh, consuming Couple on pretty much, well, TikTok, Instagram, and now YouTube, which we're really excited about. We just did an Arthur Avenue food tour, so go check it out. All right, make sure you check them out. And with that said, don't be afraid to fail because it can only make you stronger. With that said, I'm Chef Brian, so I'm not your typical chef. Frenchie. And we'll see you really soon. Say bye to the wide cam. Which bye. one? Which one? Back there because that one turned off. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, we <laughs>